Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Laughspin podcast. My name is Mike. Along with me, Dylan Gadino, LaughSpin.com, big muckety muck head guy. What's up, man? Not much, Michael. How are you? I'm I'm lonely without you. I don't know what to Aww. do with myself. Where have you been? What's going on? You were in San Francisco. You were fucking, you've been all over the place in the name of comedy. I was. Well, you know, I try to do my best to serve our, our country in the only way I know how, which is to report on the world of comedy. Well, you've done a bang up job so far, sir. I saw all the stuff, the reports coming from san francisco sketch fest and uh yeah how was how was the stuff that you did not report on how were the behind the scenes stuff cool did you get to you know do any coke with any i i didn't do too many uh behind the scenes things no you're what you were boring i was boring no i mean i had some meetings throughout the day i try to schedule myself so i have no free time because i'm no good when i'm like on on my own and have free time really yeah no you get into bad things you get into bad problems no i don't get into bad things i would just probably like you're just lazy i don't know like eat a lot or something just (laughs) that's that's the worst shit i would probably do is eat three lunches or something like that but i met with uh i met with a friend a lawyer friend uh who's maybe helping me out out with some stuff not legal things laughs like fun laugh spin stuff Ooh, fun fun yeah i walked around the city as much as i could i love i mean as soon as i make my first few million michael i'm buying a uh, a very small apartment in san francisco i love it nice i, I just i absolutely love it there san friends fun you're gonna need a couple of million too because that place is also very expensive well, that's what I figure. I figure I figure about half a million will buy me a decent studio, maybe 400 square feet. Right. No, perfect. That's that that's all I need. That's all you need as long as France. it's lo- it, it, as long as it's located somewhere uh, I enjoy. I like North Beach uh, a lot. I like that area. Hmm. So I think I could probably find a uh, 400 square foot studio that I could sleep in. I think you could pull it off. Yeah, sure. For half a million? <laughs> chump change chump change right yeah and and uh i've i've been to san fran i i enjoy it it, it is a little expensive but I, i've never been for like the sketch fest or anything like that uh you know the the different comedy festivals but i am going with you sir to, to michigan to grand rapids michigan for gilda's laugh fest yeah i'm very much looking forward to that for many reasons a this will be my fourth time going they do a, an amazing job they really do i've been to a lot of festivals and they just do an, an outstanding job so i'm happy that you're going that I, you know i'll actually have another laugh spinner with me yay i'm gonna be moderating some panels three different panels um on like comedy writing and then health and and how it relates to comedy because this is it's Gilda's Laugh Fest so it's so it's produced by Gilda's Club in Grand Rapids so on the 14th there's a panel discussion that I'm moderating and then on March 15th which is the Saturday I'm actually moderating two different panels and we're me and you are going to be judging the best of the Midwest competition Whoa. which I believe is on uh, Wednesday the 12th it's going to be good stuff, dude. Jay Leno's performing. Nice. Yeah. So hopefully we could figure out a way to get into that. That would be nice. Yeah. 
Sweet, man. And I'm going to, you know, I'll do my best. Since you've been there four times already, you're going to be the cock of the walk. Just walking around. Yeah, yeah, I remember that guy from year two. <laughs> Me and him had bull shots and a rum runner down at the, uh, the OK Corral or whatever the fuck it's called. See that? I don't, I don't even know what those two things are you just said. <laughs> I'm going to do my best to not have first day face like, oh, God, what's going on? I'm scared. No, it's very, it's very, uh, it's very put together. Cool, man. I'm excited. I'm, I am. I'm actually very excited to go. And that's uh, mid-March, so we'll be reporting from that. And, and we'll definitely, uh, like I, we've been talking about, it, I'm going to take some gear along with me, and we'll do a show, and we'll, you know, whatever. Anything impromptu as well. Like, I'm I'm always ready to just jump on mic and just do whatever, you know? So Yeah. Do we'll, we'll do some fun stuff. Cool. Before we go any further, Mike. Yes, sir. Uh, I need to tell our listeners that this episode is sponsored by Warby Parker. A sponsor? A sponsor. And a cool sponsor at that. I know the Warby Parker. Go to WarbyParker.com. Check it out. They they sell glasses. They sell very cool glasses and they do it in a in a very special way. Here's their whole deal. Okay. You you can order five pairs of glasses free to try for five days. Five? So you go to yes, five. So you go to WarbyParker.com, W-A-R-B-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R.com. And you can browse their selection. You order five pairs of glasses that you could try on. Once you try them all on, you send them back. Once you know what pair of glasses you want, mm. you order them, you, get, you send them your prescription, you get your glasses in 10 days, most of the times slightly less than 10 days. However, once you get to that point, here's what you guys have to do. Use this offer code. And it's very easy. It's laugh spin. One word, laugh spin. Easy. So you get your five pairs of glasses. You try them on. You say, hey, I love this blue pair. They have so many cool colors. Then you send them the five pairs back. You say, the blue pair is what I want. Then when you place your order online, you use your offer code laugh spin and you get your glasses in three days instead of 10. WarbyParker.com. Do it. I'm all on board with this because like yourself... I am a bespeckled citizen. Yeah. I, I, and, and in fact, and I mentioned this last time we were talking about WarbyParker.com. My pair of glasses, I have, a, I have a shoddy pair of glasses. I have, they're all scratched up and I'm missing an arm. So I actually just wear them with one arm. <laughs> and it looks like a really, it's a ghetto monocle, basically, is what it is. It's really, really terrible. So Warby Parker's perfect because, see, I need a pair of glasses. So I need to go to Warby Parker, get my five try on pairs and i'll prance around the house with them and then once i decide okay this one's the one i'm looking for not too hipsterish not too professorish not too old manish not too kojakish i like it you know <laughs> i like them you know somewhere in the middle i pick my pair i go i i, I say this is the pair i want laugh spins the offer code three days later bada beep bada boop bada bim i'm in i got a new pair of glasses and i'm styling and profiling i like it do it yeah warbyparker.com very cool all right Excellent. There you go. It's a little deal from from us to you, to all of you. All right. So let's uh, let's get into some of the stuff that's going on lately in the comedy world. A lot of big stuff happening. Comedy news. Some uh, some good, some nice, some some sad. I, I want to do the sad first, only because this one hit me a little bit, man. This I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, I was, I've actually been a little off the past couple of days because of this. <laughs> really? I, I, I am. I, I am. I didn't even realize it until I started thinking about it. Harold Ramis passed away. 
uh, as we record this yesterday, right? Or two days ago. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. 24th, two I believe. Days. So, Howard Ramis passed yeah. away. Howard Ramis, you all know. If you don't, I, I don't want to associate with you. <laughs> he is most notably Egon from Ghostbusters, but he's so much more than that. Director, producer, writer, actor. Started in SCTV. Yeah. You know, with everybody. I mean, freaking Bill Murray, John Belushi, everybody. And passed away, had complications, autoimmune complications, kind of a cardiovascular thing. He actually uh, couldn't walk for a while, had to relearn how to walk, and then it was just uh, crazy. But he was 69 years old, and he leaves uh, not only his wife and his and his kids, but his amazing legacy of it's just some terrific films. I mean, even just you look at the ones that he wrote and directed alone, and you're talking about... Ghostbusters, Caddyshack, Groundhog Day, Meatballs, Multiplicity, which I just watched is very underrated, by the way. Really? Uh, I'll have to yeah. check it out then. Oh, if you, it's great. Michael Keaton is amazing. He's, you know, it's it's awesome. I mean, that's just to name a few, not to, and not to mention the stuff that he acted in, that he produced. I mean, you know, all over the place. Yeah. Um, Vacation he directed. Oh yeah, National Lampoon's Vacation, of course. How can yeah. I forget that? Just an amazing comedic mind and i mean th- dude ghostbusters alone was my fucking childhood i mean I, you know <laughs> I, I you know i i was a ghostbuster for halloween i had all the toys i watched the cartoons i, yep. I watched both of the movies my one birthday party was uh a, you know i was nine years old i think and i and uh, took a bunch of my friends to the movies and saw ghostbusters too nice. uh, <laughs> yeah I, I mean you know huge oh and of course I, why am i forgetting animal house for christ's sake oh my I god mean, it just, <laughs> right you know it, it just it goes the list goes on and on uh, all week long it's it's now tuesday and all week long i've decided to make it harold ramus week and i just i come home I pour myself a nice drink and I watch. I'm watching a Harold Ramis movie. Either something he's been in or something he directed or whatever. I watched Ghostbusters the other night. I watched Multiplicity tonight. I think tomorrow I'm gonna do. Uh, I think tomorrow I'm gonna do Caddyshack. Nice. Um, I'm gonna do Stripes. I mean, I, I keep naming movies because I keep forgetting all these movies that he's done. It, it's it's amazing. Yeah, the, and the it, legacy that he leaves behind. It's true, you know I mean? and you, and I think most people don't even don't even realize it. Like when the, when I first got a DVD player, the first DVD I got was Caddyshack because duh, like I yeah. I need that. <laughs> Stripes. I was turned on to Stripes by my parents. Nice. They they just said it was a funny movie, so I, I've I've been into that Groundhog, you know, Groundhog and, and I have Day. holy shit, and I, I and listen, I have to be I have to be totally honest. Like I I consider myself a comedy nerd, but sometimes I'm just stupid. I didn't, <laughs> and and people are going to yell at me for this. I didn't know he wrote Groundhog Day until he yeah. died. I had no idea that that was him. Amazing, absolutely amazing. And and Groundhog Day, just to go into that real quick, Groundhog Day is highly regarded by everybody, scholars and comedians and actors and whoever. Groundhog Day is highly regarded as one of the greatest comedies yeah. of all time. Yeah. Of all time. And it absolutely is. I mean, it is something that you have to, if you haven't watched it, go get it. Turn this off and go. Go now. It's 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 incredible. But yeah, just, yeah. that And that's the thing. Like like I said, like, you know, we've been rattling off movie titles. It's like one of these things where you realize Harold Ramis had his hand in so much stuff. Yeah. And, and, and has done a lot for the comedy world, a lot for, for movies, and a lot for, you know, a lot of directors that are out today. Um, you know, you look at uh, Jason Reitman, 
um, yeah. along with his father, obviously, is an influence, but Harold <laughs> as well. Judd Apatow, uh, huge, yeah. huge Harold Ramis. In fact, he, he cast him as Seth Rogen's dad and Knocked Up. That's right. A little, kind of like a little homage. I mean, just, everything, just amazing guy. think about like a movie like The Hangover. To me, The right. Hangover doesn't exist without Animal House. Oh, I mean, absolutely! I mean, Animal not. House is like the 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 blueprint for every sort of college or <laughs> or yeah. um, I don't know I don't know how you want to like just that like slapsticky wacky comedy that has a con- kind of a plot to it, like a party <laughs> comedy. I mean, yeah, it's right. it is it's, it's the blueprint for it any is. college or party comedy. And you know what's really funny is like you look at those movies, like especially Animal House and Caddyshack, and and then I I, I my assumptions were confirmed later after when I watched a A and E did a documentary on the making of Caddyshack, which if you could track oh, down, really? watch it, watch it, it's it's hilarious, oh it's hilarious God. and really interesting. But my my assumption with those two movies, watching them later on w- with Animal House and uh, Caddyshack was. They really don't have much of a plot. Like they really don't really do anything. Like, it's really funny. Like if you're watching now, you're like, they really didn't have a, much of a plot. But for whatever reason, it fucking works. Like they just put a lot of funny. They had a funny bunch of funny <laughs> concepts that they just kind of formulated into a very loose interpretation of a movie, and it worked. And it, and they were both huge successes. Yeah. But it's just really funny. You watch it now, and you go, this movie doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, once I started thinking about it and once I started thinking about how much I've been entertained by this guy over the over the years and, and how, I mean, shit, me and my friends quote movies all the time and like 95% of it is something that he had a hand in. <laughs> right. And, and uh, he will be sorely missed, man. He will be sorely missed. The one thing that I think is finally puts to bed and I'm actually kind of, kind of for it is the fact that I, I don't think... I think now Ghostbusters 3, the rumors of Ghostbusters 3, I think is now finally gone. I think that's over. I don't think they're going to continue without him. I would hope not. Yeah, I, I hope they wouldn't do it without him. And, and it's just, it, you know, I never really wanted it in the first place because it always seemed forced to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. So Agreed. So, uh, but Harold, you will be missed. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with his work, I, I don't know how you can be. But if you, if you are, you know, look into him a little bit. He's He's just, he's the greatest, man. He really is. All right, let's get to some happy stuff. Jimmy Fallon took over for The Tonight Show a week ago, and right after the Olympics, and freaking killed it. Killed it his first week. Had on some spectacular guests. Uh, U2 performed on top of 30 Rock. <laughs> he had Bradley Cooper on with Emma Thompson and Tim McGraw, and all four of them played charades in in this in the studio for one segment it was it was all it was great it was this great like spontaneous just it you know it just it was like one of these things where it's like they def nothing was definitely scripted they were just like ah we'll just play charades and see where it goes you yeah know? And it, it was probably the funniest part of the night and i think you know i i think that's that's one of fallon's talents is yeah, that absolutely. it sounds so it sounds so stupid to say it but he knows how to have fun with his guests like yeah there's so many late night talk shows and there's so many interviews. Mm-hmm. I feel like his concept is let's not interview everybody. Let's mm-hmm. let's take advantage of the fact that these celebrities, some of them, have great senses of humor yeah. and are really entertaining. And then some of them, maybe their personalities aren't great, but let's 
mess around with them anyway. I th- I think that's his his main talent. Everybody talks about how much of a likable guy he is. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's also part of it where he just, some people say this is one of his crutches, but I, I find it endearing where he is truly unbelievably excited to be in the position that he's in yeah. and you can see it and he's excited about every guest that he has overly excited. He, he loves their work. He loves them, you know, and it's, and it's almost like, yeah, I don't want to sit here and interview you. I, I want to play a game. Let's go play a game. Let's go do something like, let's, yeah. let's like, like ha, let's have some fun with this celebrity and put them in a spot that you've never seen them in before. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, so it's very cool. And, and he's, he's been killing it. I mean, he, he's also had some very, I want to say intricate skits and things. I guess they had kind of slated to do prior to, because I, I don't understand how they can pull this off within, you know, a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. he did, he did a barbershop quartet and he was part of a barbershop quartet with also 80 miles. Who's, I guess, I think he's their head writer. Yeah. Um, well that he's done before the barbershop quartet. He has. I see. I, yeah, I, never, yeah. I never really watched. I never really watched Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. To be honest with you, I I, I watched it a couple of times here and there, but I wasn't really uh, an avid avid watcher. I was I was more interested in how he was going to handle the Tonight Show, and he's been fucking killing it. So. Yep, that's been that was an ongoing uh, comedian. Tom Shalhoub is part of the uh, Barbershop Quartet. Okay. Yeah. So. Yep. So that was really cool. And then they did the. Uh, and then I I heard that this was also a, this is also a running skit where they did. Brian Williams raps. Yep. <laughs> they did it to Rapper's Delight, which was just awesome. It was really awesome to watch. <laughs> he had Justin Timberlake on. They did like the history of rap part five or something. They did, right. a lot of, they did a lot of raps. They did a whole big rap song together. And then Will Smith was on. And he did the history of hip hop dancing and, yep. it, you know, that whole thing. You know, everybody's like, well, it's not Johnny Carson. It's not this. It's not. No, it's not. It's not. It's not the Tonight Show anymore. It's Jimmy Fallon. It's, I'm sorry. Right. Like, Back in the day, it wasn't the Tonight Show either. It was I'm gonna watch Johnny Carson, you know, because Johnny had a unique way of doing things. He was a kind of a goofball, but he was also the straight man, and he was also a really good interviewer, and he had fun with his guests, and yada yada yada, and he had a lot of power, and he, oh, this was really good too. You know, the whole thing with talking about comedians, and uh, he had Jerry Seinfeld on to do some stand up, which yep. actually was pretty good. And after it was over, the whole big thing with Johnny back in the day was, you know, if Johnny called you over to the couch... Then you made it, right. right? So it was... I Another little endearing thing that he did was Seinfeld done with his with his routine, Fallon's applauding, and then he gives him the wave over, like, come on over, and Jerry goes, what, me? Like, really? I, I'm, I oh, really? And, he's like, and Fallon's like, yeah, yeah, come on over. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. It was really funny. So uh, just been killing it, in my opinion, anyway. I think he's just been killing it, and I... I I'm I'm excited to see how it continues to grow and and finds a new audience, uh, you know, a newer audience, and and hopefully brings along some of the people that love the Tonight Show for what it was prior to, you know. So it's good. It's really good. Yay, uh, Jimmy! Yeah. Um, <laughs> South by Southwest just got announced with with some of the comedians. Who's who's coming to the show, man? Oh my gosh. <laughs> a lot of a lot of great people. So yeah, go to laughspin.com for the complete list of uh the comedy performers it's going down march 8th through the 15th in austin we will have our austin reporter carrie anderson she will be there going to as many shows as as humanly possible covering covering all the shit um but who's gonna be there uh aisha tyler bill cosby whoa yeah yeah carrie brownstein greg proops uh hari kondobolu um i mean uh fred armison Jim Brewer, uh, Kumal Nanjiani, Matt Besser, Matt Bronger. 
Nate Borgazzi, Tim Meadows, just a whole shitstorm of great comedians. Todd Barry, <laughs> one of my all-time favorites. Oh, Todd Barry's great. T-Unit, as I'm going to start calling him. T-Unit. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> Get thee to uh, the South by South uh, website. I believe it's sxsw.com backslash comedy and you'll be able to see uh, all the schedules and how to get tickets and all that good shit have you ever been to south by southwest i have not uh the last few years um i was in grand rapids during uh south by southwest so that's where gotcha. I, I was uh, spending my time and do you know from, from do you know from Ka- uh, carrie's been there a couple of years now she right? has She's, yes so do you know from her like is it kind of set up like most festivals um I want is, spe- is it kind of special in any way? I want to say it's a little bit more. I don't want to. I don't want to describe it too much, having not been there. But I feel like it's a little bit more um, sc- scattered, not as streamlined. Not that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um. So you know, because it's part of a much bigger festival. It's you know the South by Southwest comedy is part of. The, you know, it's it's the music festival. There's a film festival. There's an interactive portion. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's so it's such a massive uh, kind of uh, concept. So you know, it's a little different. I will say, uh, in the last few years, the comedy they have um, it's gone from you know uh, a music festival that added some comedy shows to right. a music festival that has a very strong interest and strong respect for comedy the, i mean there's uh, every year there seems to be more comedy programming yeah it's kind of like bonnaroo where it's gone from a music festival to a music and comedy festival yes bonnaroo is um yeah yeah exactly bonnaroo does a very good job of uh getting comedians and and programming comedy speaking of bonnaroo i noticed that the the music lineup was announced the comedy lineup usually gets announced what like a month later um i believe so yes okay yeah because i know yeah they didn't really they didn't really mention anybody yet and i know that that's again that's like always like a big thing whenever the comedians get announced and they always have some really good good guys uh much like south south by southwest which Shit, I mean, you talk about legends, you know, Bill Cosby's going to be there. Go. Yeah, I mean there I mean I mean it's a bunch of up and comers, it's legends, it's Mindy Kaling is she I mean just it's just it's just a really great cross section of cool. uh comedians. Awesome. Awesome. So, South by Southwest. Um and then uh, a couple other things. Anchorman 2 is going to be re-released in the theaters but a special rated R version but only for a limited amount of time. What is happening? Yeah, you know, because because well, you know, there should be more dick and 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 fuck jokes and such. So <laughs> So Yeah, so Anchorman 2 is going back to the theaters uh starting February 28th. Depending on when you're listening to this, guys, you you might have missed it. You might have. It might be February 28th. Who knows? The point is, is you have a week starting from February 28th to go see the R-rated version of Anchorman Two. Anchorman. Yeah. More balls and butts and, and dick jokes. And I think they. I think in this version they actually sh- they they show penetration. Awesome. Yeah. So so that's good. Yeah. Anchorman 2. 2 for you. In your face. 
I don't know what that fucking <laughs> meant. Uh, <laughs> news coming out of Comedy Central, Broad City, Amy Poehler's produced show. Yes, uh, this that is got renewed. Yeah, which is very exciting. I really, I think it's a really, a really funny show. Uh, if you I, have you, you watched it, you you watched it. Have. Yeah, yeah, I actually watched the first time I watched it was on the way to San Francisco. They have, uh, God damn, Virgin Atlantic. Wow, yeah. what a great, what a great airline. I wish we were flying that going to Michigan. I know. Yeah, Where are we flying? I forgot. Uh, we're flying United, which I'm, I'm like, yeah, okay. I want. I, I usually don't. I'm a nervous flyer. And I know. I usually like to pick specific airlines. Oh yeah. And uh, I would I, I wouldn't really pick United if I had a choice, but I really I would I wish they had like JetBlue or uh, yeah. yeah Virgin would be cool. Yeah, JetBlue but. and Virgin. There's like a million ways to distract you. I watched on Virgin. I watched uh, like three episodes of Broad City. Okay. I watched. Um, I watched that Matt Damon movie. Um, Matt Damon. Elysium. Ooh. Uh, How was that? It was really it was really good. I was crying. Was it really? I cried at the end. Whoa. Yes. Okay. I was Here we go. in an airplane crying. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first time. Luckily <laughs> luckily there wasn't there wasn't nobody there was nobody in the middle seat, so it was me, a middle seat, and then some dude on the uh, in the aisle seat but at the you end a, it, you had a tear buffer <laughs> yeah it's your buffer that's that's exactly right yeah and then i think that was shit i forgot that was the way back on the way okay. there i watched uh the world's end with um oh simon pegg yes simon pegg movie. i gotta I got i heard that was great I it was fun it, yeah. was, it was very it was, you know it was fun i don't know if it was uh, great but it was i like all those movies i like the egg right Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Yeah, I mean, there. I, like I mean, those. you can't you can't go wrong. They're, uh, yeah. It's funny because Nick so, Frost plays a very straight laced, straight guy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, but tell me about Broad City because oh shit, I, yeah. I, I've only seen I've seen one episode and I don't know. It's not it hasn't grown on me yet. So, um, it's not, uh, Abby Jacobson and uh, Ilana Glazer, and I, I I just think it's a it's a good show. It's just goofy. I I feel like it's. Uh, you know, an exaggerated version of you know what it's like being you know twenty something gal, you know, living uh, in the city. Okay, um, <laughs> it, you know, it's I just find it very funny. And you have, uh, a, lot of, you have a lot of experience being a twenty something gal. I, I kind of do. I kind of I kind of do, Mike. Okay. I kind of do. All right. So that's getting re-upped, which is, uh, I think, very exciting. They've been averaging 1.2 million viewers every Wednesday night, which is pretty darn impressive. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty that's good. That's pretty impressive for Comedy Central. Um, yeah, man. So, yeah. And then, yes, Amy Amy Poehler uh, produces it. Uh, Hannibal Burris is in, is in it. Uh, he's been killing it. I, You know what? I'll tell you something about Hannibal. I... I've been listening more and more to his stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, is it is it good? It's yeah. clever. It's he's very he's a very very good writer. Yes, he is. Oh, I like it. He absolutely. So that's is. cool. So he's on the he's on the show. Great. So he's on the show. So um yeah, tune in on on Wednesdays at ten thirty p.m. Eastern and on uh, Comedy Central. You guys, it's good it's good stuff. Cool. All right. Great. What do you say? We get out of here. We're done. Let's do it. Let's get out. Let's all right. Let, let's get out. Go ahead. Give me the plugs. Please, guys, follow us on, on Facebook and on Twitter at LaughSpin.com. You can also uh, follow us on the old Tumblr. And if you haven't subscribed, 
If you have not subscribed to the Laugh Spin podcast, please do so. In addition to these type of episodes, we also have a shitload of interview episodes. Uh, We have everybody from Lewis Black to Amy Schumer to Jim Norton to Ted Alexandro was our most recent. We have Jim Gaffigan. So if you don't like the sound of me and Mike talking shit and (laughs) giving you the news, you have options. You could skip over all of that uh, and and just go to the and just go to the interviews. Um, and so you could subscribe on iTunes, of course, and SoundCloud and Stitcher. And uh, be sure to go to WarbyParker.com, our, our lovely sponsors, WarbyParker.com. Yay! Get yourself some glasses. Some glasses. Uh, and also, too, uh, check out my podcast, especially my other podcast, especially this week, Masters of None, MastersofNone.com. Uh, as, I, as we talked about on the, on the top of the program, we're doing a tribute to Harold Ramis this week, so take a listen to that. It's going to be really cool. We're going to talk about all his films and life lessons that we've learned from Mr. Harold Ramis. And to close us out, I figured we'd throw on a quick tribute here. Stephen Colbert actually can do a better job than both of us put together, and he did on Colbert Rapport. Uh, the other night, he did a tribute to Harold Ramis. So we're going to play that clip going out, and we'll see you next week right here on The Last Minute Podcast. See ya. Before we go, folks, America lost a funny man today with the passing of Harold Ramis. You probably know him as Egon from Ghostbusters or the guy who's not Bill Murray in Stripes. But you may not know that through the movies he wrote or directed, he made your life better. And you've been quoting his films and the things he wrote for years. Animal House, Meatballs, Stripes, Caddyshack, National Lampoon's Vacation, Groundhog Day, and The Human Centipede. Very few people saw that one as the comedy he intended. Now, I'm not a comedian, but if I was, as a young, bookish man with glasses looking for a role model, I might have picked Harold Ramis. Thank you, Harold. Good night. No. No. No, no. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, John, no. I'll drive. Okay.